Everybody and welcome to Dirty Work Minute. It's the podcast where we're watching the 1998 Norm Macdonald film Dirty Work one minute at a time. And I'm one of your hosts, David K. Jones. And I'm John Yabez. And today we've got in the studio a very special guest, a man whose girlfriend was actually kidnapped by Iggy Pop and, oh, and, uh, and they have not been heard from since. So uh, this is a very special privilege we got going on right now because this man was fired by Iggy Pop himself <laughs> for not going on tour with him. The man, the myth, the legend, Chad Walga is here. Woo. I I miss her a lot, but I made a commitment to you guys yesterday when I said that I would show up for this podcast. Well, like I, from what I heard from the news, Iggy Pop kind of like stole your girlfriend so fast it was almost like a Blitzkrieg pop. Yeah. It was. Uh, I think was you're like, referencing the wrong punk group. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're full of pop culture references on this yeah. podcast. So, Chad, you can go ahead and put that that baseball bat down because that Brad is not here for you to beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Happy Wednesday, by the way, guys. Yeah, happy Damn, Wednesday. It's hump, it. day. hump day. Hump day. Yeah. So uh, today we are talking about minute 12, from 12 minutes to 12 minutes and 59 seconds. Uh, it starts with um, Norm Macdonald's character, Mitch, saying, Yeah, since they're so tired from beating us mercilessly, and ends with him saying, Hello, real cops? Which, yeah, that is, I think, the best line of the movie. That's one oh, that yeah. really sticks with you. Like, from the entire movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good one. I, I think even from the previews, because I think it was part of that, wasn't it? Where they talk about the, the whole cop thing. Like, they show this whole bit, which I think is a great prank. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with them saying, hey, hey, real cops? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think it's something that's stuck with people who even, haven't even seen the film that are aware of this scene and know that line. And I, and I am a big fan of the line, tired from beating us mercilessly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, uh, as we said before in yesterday's podcast, these guys seem to be impervious to pain. <laughs> and, like, they don't seem damaged at all. So um, They are employing the rope-a-dope strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where they are the dopes. <laughs> and they tired out these frat boys so much that, like, they just had to go back and recharge mm-hmm. by going back to their frat house and drinking a lot of beer. Yeah. So. Luckily, none of those frat boys are uh, have the stamina of uh, Diedrich Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mention this before, but uh, Mitch is actually using a payphone. Yeah, uh, if people remember what those are, and uh, ironically, uh, using it right outside of the frat, <laughs> right outside the frat house, which <laughs> no one seemed to notice them. So, yeah, uh, in a Meritech payphone, is, is that a real company? Is it? I, think, I don't know. Uh, that might, is that just a play off of AT&T? I have literally no idea. Uh, I tried looking up some real product names. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for example, they are drinking Glutz beer, G-L-U-T-Z. <laughs> and I was like, is that a real thing? So I tried looking it up. And the third uh, result from Google was beersonfilm.com. Oh. Yeah. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that is not a real beer. It doesn't sound like a very appetizing beer. I think um, you, you don't think that uh, the market exclusively to frat boys to try and uh, be like, oh, you should give this to girls so you can date rate them. Gluts for sluts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, we put the drugs in there for you, so you don't have to 
<laughs> Just make sure you they can't drink spell the spell GHB without gluts. <laughs> <laughs> this is what G stands for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Ameritech was a uh, U.S. telecommunications company that uh, was uh, bought by AT&T. Oh, okay. In 1999. Oh. 2006. Yeah. So this is... Uh, this is pretty close to the end of their of their lifeline. Though. Yeah, and this is uh, it's probably one of their last payphones. I wonder if their employees watch this movie with a with a little heavy heart, with a tear in their eye. Do you guys ever make collect calls? Yeah, uh, I made a couple. Yeah, yeah, I've made a couple where it's just like, oh, I need to uh, call up my family, and I don't have any money on me. And you ever do the old uh, Bob? We had a baby. It's a boy. Uh, I remember that commercial. Yeah. Which gave me the idea of, oh, yeah, that's what you should do if you're making a collect call to somebody. Just put your message in the name part. No, I thought you meant, like, that's what you should do. So, like, whenever you called up someone, you're like, hello, this is David. David, we had a baby eats, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, does that, is those collect calls, are those supposed to save money for the people receiving the call? No. No. It uh, costs them way too much money. Yeah. So, what is the point of collect calls? So that you are not paying for it. Yeah, if you didn't have a quarter or whatever to make a call, to call someone who cared. Or you can still if call you were trying to call long distance and you didn't have the money for that, oh. then you can pass the... Uh, oh, so you could just like dial right on the payphone without putting any money in it. Yeah. yeah. My God. Because yeah. like, I remember that's what I like. That's what my family always made me do when I was a kid. I just <laughs> never really understood. Call people collect? Yeah. Well, didn't you notice that you weren't putting money? In? I was I was a child. <laughs> okay. I was at the I was at the library and someone always someone would always do it for me. <laughs> Wait. So how did they make you do it if someone was doing it for you? I don't understand, John. Well, like I I was I was from a not a small town, but the people at the library knew me because I spent so much time there. Oh, okay. Oh. Cuz like so you're yeah. a nerd. Well, then I had no friends. <laughs> like a you nerd. weren't a nerd, you had no friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop reminding me. <laughs> but yeah, like the, the library people were kind enough to uh, call my parents whenever I wanted to go. Oh. Uh, and they called collect. Yeah. From, so the, was it from so, a payphone? Wait, so, so, so they were never getting charged. Yeah. They were just charging my... Oh, those yeah. cheap bastards. <laughs> <laughs> you thought they were doing you a favor. What they were doing was fucking your parents. Yeah, yeah they were exploiting me as a child. <laughs> I, 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 look at, I look at myself growing up. Right, I went to like a Catholic school. This happened. Right. There's so many times as a child I could have been exploited. It was insane, <laughs> but it's never happened. That or I blocked it out of my memory completely. <laughs> you were just used for your money, for your family's deep, deep pockets. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, this minute, we see inside of the frat house um, because uh, Mitch calls, calls the frat guys and tells them that a bunch of fake cops are going around all the frat houses and they're not real cops and they just ripped off the Delta Psy house. And robbed them. Yeah. Cops who rob fake cops. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, sounds like it's going to work. Yeah, it does it seem like, like a really great plan. You know, the frat boys totally fall for stuff. And they also, uh, immediately after he says, go and engage in something. Uh, what was the adjective that he used? Latently. Oh, no, that's an adverb. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Blatantly homoerotic. And then immediately after that. They high-five in such a way that makes me think they're just about to hold hands. (laughs) (laughs) So they're wearing uh, Lacoste polo shirts with a little alligator on them. They both are. Good catch. Oh, nice. So these are uh, not uh, poor frat kids. I don't know. Seeing that they uh, were able to all pile into the same car. (laughs) They're all wearing polo, uh, Lacoste polos and khaki shorts. You could probably... 
stacking up cases of beer in their giant house. Yeah. With all the metal posters in the background. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't make out the the exact band, but if I if I know my band logos, that that is a fucking metal logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looked pretty metal. I think uh, we were just talking about it before we started this podcast, kind of like how Norm and Artie are a um, pretty good comedic duo. Yeah. And uh, just kind of comparing them to other comedic teams that have existed. The fact that, like, the straight man and the funny man are pretty much a classic comedic duo you got. So, I mean, it wasn't very hard for us to realize that we were just kind of going around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> naming just the... Uh, and I think we were just trying to say how... Well, my opinion was it's hard to pull off the, the trio. Mm-hmm. Right. The the three people. The three stooges. Yeah, yeah. The three that, amigos. That or slapstick. Yeah. <laughs> three men and a baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's four people. Three musketeers. Yeah. That's also four people. Yeah. Uh, that's three, for that four people. Because <laughs> yeah. it's uh, Athos, Porthos, Aramis, and D'Artagnan. The Axis powers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that four? That's three. Three and a half. And a half. It's hard to pull off three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's very hard. To, it's, it's very hard to find the middle man that uh, could counteract both of the, the oh, two extremes. Yeah, because who, who have been famous middlemen? You got got your Larry, Larry from the Three Stooges. You got uh, Dewey from Dewey. the uh, the Donald Duck's nephews. Yeah, from mm. Ducktales. Oh yeah, Dewey from uh, oh Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm. Oh no, no, yeah, no, he was Larry called middle. Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Crackle from Snap, Crackle Pop. I didn't know those guys had distinct personalities, but... Yeah, there's uh, one of them's very blue, one's pretty green, <laughs> and one's very red, I believe. Uh, there were the three fairies from uh, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't remember that at all. I have not seen that movie in 25 years. <laughs> it's good to know that you, you keep track. You owe it to yourself <laughs> to give it a rewatch, David. Remember, a dream is a wish your heart makes. I didn't remember that at all. <laughs> there was uh, the oh, there's the three hyenas and uh, the Lion King. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. Goldberg and the other and two. The other two. <laughs> uh, there's the shield. <laughs> the, the, the wrestling. Yeah, who's the yeah? Who's the middleman in that? Right, Dean Ambrose. Uh, I believe that Dean would be the middle guy because uh, uh, Seth is the architect. He's the brains, and uh, Roman is the powerhouse. And Dean Ambrose is the wild card that uh, is not very strong on his own. Yeah, so <laughs> him being the wild card basically means like, oh, he's the middle guy and we couldn't come up with something for him. <laughs> he's the middle child. Yeah, well, we just need someone to dump all the extra jokes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a... I'm surprised wrestling hasn't done a Three Stooges gimmick. Just three guys that are just three guys that are wrestlers who are... Who are bad at wrestling? Yeah. Like uh, the three-man band? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, there was that. Or, or the the Blue World Order? Yep, yep. There's that too, yeah. Never mind. Uh, there was Three Count, the uh, the boy band. <laughs> There's Rikishi and the... Uh, Rikishi and Too Cool. And Too Cool. Oh, man, never mind. I'm being, I'm being <laughs> just destroyed. <laughs> With evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out most wrestlers aren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, but, you know, Norm and Artie, they're just yeah. like, uh, there's like Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> or the Honeymooners. Or the Honeymooners. Dean and Jerry. Abbott and Costello. Wow. Other fat guy, skinny guy combinations. Yeah. I think it's oh, like Chris Frawley. and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. Stimpy. I think it's like Chris Frawley and David Spade. Yeah. Uh, Zach Afron and Seth Rogen. <laughs> right? They don't really... They've only been in two movies together. Yeah. Well, so that's how you start a franchise. Yeah, it's true. It's true. 
and go on a road show together. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum? Oh, yeah. 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 They, jo- Jonah, they've been in two movies together. Jonah Hill and uh, Michael Sarah. Yeah. And who? Michael Sarah. Oh, you consider yeah. Them? That's good. I feel like that's probably better. Oh, McLovin is like a trio right there. Yeah, there you yeah, go. That's a good... Uh, uh, Michael Sarah, Jonah Hill, and Channing Tatum? No, 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 the McLovin guy. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Or Channing Tatum, I don't know. That's <laughs> I think he's a new McLovin. I haven't seen McLovin in a while. I, w- I would like to have uh, all four of those guys together and be like the four horsemen of movies. <laughs> That's true. That would work. I mean, Three Stooges had... Uh, Shemp. Uh, mm-hmm. Shemp. And before that, Ted Healy, who abused them and never paid them. So <laughs> that could be like a Channing Tatum character. <laughs> Four's a good number. There's the Fantastic Four. <laughs> There's um, other four. Yeah. There's the TNT basketball team, right? I mean, basketball commentary people. <laughs> uh, the Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles. Yeah, there's an obvious one I didn't think of. Yeah, uh, Sex in the City. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Golden Girls. Golden uh, Girls. Plug to my uh, Golden Girls podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, first season, the first season of It's Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the good season? Wait, no. Uh, first season. There was only three of them in the first season, I thought. Oh, that's four. Didn't Frank come in the... F- yeah, but there's there's Mac, D, Charlie, and Dennis. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck I forgot about Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally thinking, like, oh, uh, yeah, I, it's I, uh, fucking uh, Mac, Charlie, and D. That was all I remembered. I, I thought you were going to go straight for, like, not counting D as part of the gang. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what they would do. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's what they would probably. Do. I avoid the obvious joke. I go for the not funny one. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm one of the premier comedians in the state of Hawaii. <laughs> well, you know, that's uh, you're you're some, you're fishing in a pretty shallow pond. So, okay. but I'll say something, Hawaii comedians. <laughs> Tweet at us. Fight me. There's one thing I wanted to ask you guys about this minute after. Mitch tells Sam, oh, they, they were beating us senselessly earlier, so we're not going to go fight them. We took the time to rent these cop outfits, so let's do my plan. Like, where did they rent cop outfits in the middle of the night? You know, I'm just going to assume they killed some cops. <laughs> rent, air quotes. <laughs> or maybe they killed uh, male cop-themed strippers. Oh. Mm. I feel like those uh, things would be a little tighter on them, then. maybe a little smaller. Well, they were probably... One was a big fat guy and one was a skinny guy. They were um, a comedy stripper (laughs) duo. Well, the thing is, they were probably made for a tall buff guy Mm. and a short, extremely buff guy. (laughs) And so that's why those uniforms fit kind of normally on them, because they're made for more yoked out dudes. Ah. Do you think they call themselves uh, Laurel Laurel and and Hardon? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I think they call themselves Oral and Hard. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, that's it's good. Even better. That is a, the, you know what? That's probably a gay porn that we have never watched. <laughs> that has to be. That has to exist somewhere. A boner and Coxtello. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of one for Dean and Jerry. That's a hard one. Lean and Harry. <laughs> they, in that case, they always, they'd always have to be together. <laughs> they can never like. You can never separate those two. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Lean. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> if you are uh, gay strippers and you've heard of these groups, uh, yeah. go ahead and tweet at Chad Wago. Yeah, send him pictures. Send him pictures. I, I definitely want to see what Oral and Hard On look like. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure that people will send you pictures of oral and hard ons if they if they so choose if they so choose please yeah. to at Chad underscore Wago. That's fine. You guys can send me as many dicks as you want. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I've been inured to them thanks to Steve Cantwell. <laughs> if you don't if you guys don't know who Steve Cantwell is, he's a man that would readily agree to send send you a picture of his penis. It doesn't matter if you're a woman. Doesn't matter if you're a dude. Doesn't matter if you're gay. Doesn't matter if you're straight. Doesn't matter if you're in a group chat with a bunch of other people. <laughs> He's just like, hey, here's my dick. You know, sometimes you just want to get the questions out of the way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some of the mystery. If, if everyone knows how you look naked, then they're not going to think about it, right? It's like how <laughs> when you're like given a public speaking thing, you're supposed to imagine the whole audience in their underwear so you feel more comfortable. So it's like if you already seen a picture of the guy's dick then it's like oh i can be more comfortable talking to him because i already know what, what his his junk looks yeah. like i don't know what like is it like a psychological thing hmm. to just know how a dude's penis looks like is that supposed to make you more at ease yeah i think what? so I, I i personally think it's a uh, a power move yeah that uh, he, he's basically do, doing to everyone dominance. else and he's saying uh i don't care what your preferences are I'm going to show you my penis no matter what, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Maybe it's not even a sexual thing. It's like a, yeah, it's just yeah. a domination thing. Yeah. Huh. Would it put people more at ease if you told them to imagine everyone naked, but masturbating at the same time? <laughs> would that make it harder to talk, or would it? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, because that's more brain power you got to be expending. I don't know. You should try it the next time you go to an open mic. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just imagine everyone. Like, and not just like casually, just like really going hard at it. You know? like, like Going at it like, like they're getting paid for. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like a race to the finish or something. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Like like one of those frat, frat house games. Yeah. yeah, those frat house games though, those yeah. frat guys play. Yeah, like the cookie. <laughs> Waffle. Waffle. I know you guys are very any any of the various uh, food items that groups masturbate onto. Yeah. <laughs> a waffle, yeah. <laughs> I would try to get something that like um, could absorb but not lose <laughs> form. You know what I'm saying? Like, because mm-hmm. like you do that to a waffle, it's gonna get all like soggy. soggy and yeah, yeah. That's why they call it the uh, soggy cookie. Is how it is called? Yeah. Limp biscuit, right? Cookie cookie. <laughs> like, if, what if you just what if everyone just like uh, finished on a, a chocolate bar? It got kind of melty, but yeah, still got melty. And then you could like just like leave it there for a while, maybe put it in the fridge, and then the next day when someone comes over, it's like, hey, we have a half white chocolate bar. <laughs> it's cream filled. <laughs> Wait, how did you get it inside the chocolate bar? Oh, and yeah. how many of you guys were trying to get it inside well, you, the chocolate bar? You take bar? two and like sandwich them together, like an yeah. Oreo. Yeah, you just you have everyone oh, just oh, finish okay. on one side and you just break it in like half a, and yeah, like stack a s'more, it. yeah, like a double s'more. If <laughs> 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 you ever done, hey, you, we we made s'mores. No. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys uh, want to send a picture of that to anybody, send that tweet that picture to Chad. Yeah. Oh, what if they did it over like a a, a thing of fajitas, like when it's still on the sizzling. Platter oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. It'd just be like melted cheese, right? Yeah. Every time the load hits it, it just sizzles up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty sure that they have done this already. <laughs> Pretty sure researched. <laughs> <clears throat> kind of random, but still on topic. You know, like <laughs> you know, like you ever try to sedu- you know those scenes where women seduce men by just like men will enter a room, right, and then they'll just like kind of take off your clothes, be be completely naked, and like walk to another room, yeah. mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Can you imagine just doing that as a dude. Oh, the naked man? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like walking to another room and just like sitting there for like two hours before you realize that she's not coming in. <laughs> no. Okay. 
I, th- I thought you were trying to seduce them by getting naked because that's a move from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about like the. I'm not. I'm not attracted to men, so maybe like, and I'm not in good shape, so mm-hmm. I don't know who that would attract. Well, the theory behind the naked man is that you don't need to actually be that attractive. It's mostly just because you're so brave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, like a lot of women are just like, well, I'm here already. <laughs> See, that's the thought process you want them to have, mm-hmm. right? But like. <laughs> I think most of them would probably be like, well, the door's right there. Do I call the cops an hour later? <laughs> no, according to the show, I believe it's uh, two out of three times it works. I think so, or one out of oh, five. That's a, one out, well, two out of three, one out of five are yeah. <laughs> pretty stark differences. Two out of three seems like you should be doing it all the time then. Yeah. It's, it's a winning average. No, that that's uh, the dude that teaches them to move in the show. He says, uh, I do this all the time. This is my move. Ah. Yeah. Like he gets a woman back to his apartment and then he just like takes off all his clothes. And then sometimes they have sex, sometimes they don't. I like I think Amy Schumer had a bit about it, right? Where she talked about like people calling her brave for wearing a bikini. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> and it's like not exactly the word you want to be associated with. Yeah. Just yeah. So, so like yeah. It's kind of like an ego hit if some chick was just like, oh, you're so brave <laughs> for getting naked in front of me. That took a lot of guts because... Uh, look at you. Yeah, look at you. Oh, you took a lot of guts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd probably say that, you know. Women love humor, right? Mm-hmm. From, yeah. whatever, from whatever. <laughs> I'll say That's it. what yeah. they say. Yeah, good humor. Like the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves oh, ice shit. cream. Oh, shit. Did you just break the code? <laughs> yeah. They don't actually like a good sense of humor. <laughs> they just want ice cream. Uh, maybe I want ice cream. Good humor is uh, they're marketing geniuses. Because <laughs> like you should probably look that up. See if women <laughs> buy like what like what gender buys good humor more? Probably women. Yeah, <laughs> they do prefer. Like, well, no, they prefer a man with good humor, right? The good humor man. The good humor man. So they just want to have sex with the ice cream man. Yeah, I wonder if that would work. Being an ice cream man. No, no, no. Having sex with an ice cream man? I think we've well, all had sex with an ice cream man. I've never had sex with... <laughs> Do you, Wait, you don't, what? like, uh, hear, hear the uh, the ice cream man song and just immediately go stand at full mast? <laughs> um, I mean, like, I, I like ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> we should try. We should all try this out. Masturbating to ice cream. No, no. <laughs> no. Having sex with an ice cream man? Because it's not that hard. No, no, no. <laughs> That's why they do it. No, not that, like. I feel like it would be kind of hard. <laughs> well, Otherwise, you're not actually having sex, and you're just like smashing your dick at him. Unless, no, unless, I mean difficult. Unless he's, unless yeah, he's, I know. I just wanted to make a boner <laughs> joke. Unless he's, unless he's selling soft serve. Ah. <laughs> I'm a terrible comedian. <laughs> anyway, so what should we all try and do? Oh, we, we should all just try to get like like a, one of them bins of good humor. Yeah. And then go up to a lady that we fancy and then just be like, I heard women like men with good humor. <laughs> and see if they have sex with us immediately. I think we should try that. I bet it works two out of three times. <laughs> so even one if, of so one of us is not going to only sex. works. <laughs> even if that only works one out of every ten times, I feel like that's still a good move. Yeah. I mean, ima- John, imagine if your batting average for getting laid was one out of every ten times you asked. That's that's a good that's that's a good percentage. I think. <laughs> like that feels like such an insane percentage. And if, like, and think about it like this: if every time, if you try to do the good humor thing every time, mm-hmm. nine out of ten times, you're eating good humor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're either eating pussy or good humor, <laughs> one or the other. But <laughs> ow! 
I wonder how would you react if you were going down on a, on a lady and she w- she said, "I always loved good humor." <laughs> Did I bring the ice cream in the bedroom, <laughs> or is this a total non sequitur? Uh, she's laughing. She's. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, better that she laugh at my cunnilingus technique than laugh at my dick. Yeah. No, you got to look at the brighter side of things, man. <laughs> that's, that's it's always true. a silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> Women, if you want to, uh, if you want to laugh at my dick, yeah. <laughs> tweet me we at should, Chad underscore Waco. <laughs> we should just try to uh, start like a dating service where we uh, uh, we match men up by giving them a free free bucket of good humor <laughs> and sending them out to women's houses. I don't know if going to their houses would work. I feel like the the percentage would start getting lower. Yeah, that'd be real weird. But not if you made it a trend. <laughs> People love trends. Yeah, we had a trending hashtag. Good humor, man. Yeah, I feel like we get sued. Yeah, probably. Unless, unless we were, unless we showed some results. Yeah. Then we might get sponsored by Good Humor. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just imagining like carrying the carton of ice cream and just being like, "Hey, ladies, I hear you, that women are really into humor." Mm? <laughs> huh? And then if they say no, then I'm just like, well, I'm just going to eat this ice cream then. <laughs> right here on your front porch. <laughs> right in front of you. Mm-mm. This tastes so good. You get to a point where there's, there's just a line going to a, one lady's house <laughs> with a bunch of dudes with good humor underneath their arms. <laughs> on the one lady who really likes him. Yeah. Gets mm-hmm. to a point where they're like, the guys that are really anxious just kind of melt the ice cream before they even get to it. <laughs> I heard you look good humor and rips it off and just covers themselves with ice cream. <laughs> like his hands are shaking. Yeah. <laughs> I just made an ice cream shake. <laughs> Does your milkshake bring the boys to the yard? <laughs> okay. Do you guys got anything else for this minute? I drink your milkshake. <laughs> Okay. Thank you all. This has been minute number 12 of Dirty Work. Um, Chad, can you come back tomorrow? I assume you'll rescue your girlfriend tonight from Iggy Pop and then have time tomorrow to come back to the show? I don't know. I was never a bad enough dude to rescue the president. I don't know if I could save my girlfriend. Well, we believe in you. And if not, then rest in peace, Chad's girlfriend. Yeah. We knew you well. All right, so uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you tomorrow on Dirty Work Minute. I love you. (laughs) Our theme song is Emotional by Aura Bora. You should check them out and a bunch of other awesome bands at failedorbitrecords.com. And we'd like to give special thanks to the Star Wars Minute podcast, through whom all things are possible.